Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm Chris Revel, coming out from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, great episode today. Little backstory, the day we were going to record it, we actually did, I do recall, but I was just thinking about it this morning. I remember I ended up getting stuck at work up until the hour we were supposed to record, and fortunately we were able to communicate through our smartphones and push it back like a couple hours, and I, I love my, I like my job and all. It has nothing to do with the job. It's just, you know, one of those days and something came up and I ended up having to stay there late and came home and it was bad traffic and I was so tired and just did not feel like in the mood to record with anyone. But I had set this up. We went on Twitter and I am I, I like to honor my commitments. So uh, Ash was really nice and didn't mind pushing it back like a couple hours. I think we ended up doing this at like 9 o'clock on uh, Eastern Time. She's out in California. And... um. The episode turned out great, and it really turned my mood around, because before we did it, I spent some more time just looking over um, her stuff on YouTube, uh, which you could find on Laugh Stash TV, uh, is their YouTube channel, and their website is laughstash.tv. Uh, so I remember we were about to record, and I had watched all this cool stuff that she did, and I really liked it. I generally became a fan of Laugh Stash TV um, watching it, which is always exciting when you, be, if you come to like find new stuff through the show so that makes me really happy and so i'm watching her vlog with uh, uh asha stash i think it's called asha stash is her vlog about guardians of the galaxy and like the lego movie or the same movie and i was like i don't know what the hell happened i love i fucking love guardians and i really liked her as the first vlog i've ever watched and it really just put me in a really good mood and the episode came out great ash is a extremely talented human being and hates sitting still which i think is hilarious and it just creates and just does so much stuff. And it's all for free on the internet. Um, another quick thing before I forget, I derail myself. Right after, uh, right before I got set up to record this intro today on the uh, Sunday the 18th of February, uh, we hit, we passed our 3,000th download. And I was extremely excited and I was begging on Twitter because I was like 25 away a day ago. So I'd just been... I'm just so excited. So thanks anyone who's been a part of the show in any facet. And I hope to have another 3,000 more And got uh, for this month, at the very least this month, maybe even longer. I'm going to have to do two episodes a week because i got so many great episodes recorded. And I just can't, I can't wait to put them out. And i got some great guests lined up. I'm so excited. Back to Ash. Super easy to find. This is great. Go to their YouTube page, TV on YouTube or just laughstash.tv. And there's everything. They have um, an incredible Breaking Bad uh, music video that they made that we talk about in the episode. It's a parody of that Britney Spears song, Work Bitch, but it's called like Cook Bitch, which I had actually seen this. I'm pretty sure I had seen this video before I even knew that we were recording this. So that kind of blew my mind. Uh, Ash made a short film, which uh, is on this page as well. Uh, her cooking show is on the page. I mean, all the stuff that we talk about, her cooking show, her vlog, all this uh, breakup ninja, like all the stuff that she does is on this YouTube page. And if all of this YouTube page, I can't imagine the amount of hours of hours of work goes into this work that she she and all these wonderful people at Laughstash do. She has a job job as an editor for um, a reality TV show called Full Custom Garage. It's not uh, anything I've ever heard of because I don't have cable. But it's just funny that she's a professional video editor. And then on for fun, she makes videos and edits and produces, directs, all right, so all that, blah, 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 blah. Man, I'm just so impressed, and I cannot wait 
for you to listen to this episode. So, uh, you know, before you do anything, just make sure you subscribe on their YouTube page at youtube.com slash laughstashtv. Go to their website, laughstash.tv. Follow them on Facebook, facebook.com slash laughstashtv. Uh, on the Twitter, at laughstashtv. And Ash's personal uh, Twitter, which you can follow, which is great, is at Ash. Ashes Stash, so A S H S S T A S H. I bet you probably didn't need me to uh, spell that for you. I just want to throw it out there. Her cooking show, not only is it great, it's called The Hunger Dames. Like, how can you. The Hunger Dames. I hope you heard that. How can you not love it? Uh, this was just so much fun to record. And I know she's going to have a podcast coming down the pipeline, so I hope that, you know, you. I just have this feeling that this is one of those people you're going to hear from in the future in some facet. If it's huge, like fame, like I tried to say Grace uh, Helbig's name in this episode, but I totally screwed it up. I call her like Helberg, but it's uh, Helbig. But, you know, this this girl's great. Take that part out. So this is a great episode, and uh, it was just, uh, just so happy. How about I stop talking? You go check out all of her amazing work. I actually watched your short film, uh, Hold Up, which I really liked, and uh, I watched a lot of the stuff, and I subscribe on YouTube. All right. Follow us on Facebook.com slash Let's Chat. Uh, let's Us. Follow us on Facebook, let's, Facebook.com slash Let's Us Chat. More importantly, follow us on Twitter. I am very active on the Twitter, and it's super fun. It's at Let's Chat Podcast. And drop me a line at Let's Chat Podcast. Oh, no. Drop me a line at letschatpodcast.gmail.com. More importantly, big thank you to Joe and everyone over at SquarePop, squarepop.com, where I have been able to join their network. And tonight, I'm actually going to go be an extra in a sketch comedy video, thanks to those guys. So I'm really excited. Oh, man. Just uh, next week, great guest. We have Nevin Martell. He is the author of Looking for Calvin Hobbes. The Unconventional Story of Bill Watterson, which is a book I loved. And he's actually a food writer. And I think it's a it's a short episode, too, so I think that's great. Chris Revel, shut the hell up. Put out this episode, and let's just, just listen. Now I'm in the limelight because I rhyme tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade. The opposite of a winner Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner Peace to broad jeans, Brucey B, Kid Capri Both laugh the flex, love both star ski I don't think you're going to believe me But I actually watched your short movie last really? night Really? You watched the whole thing? Oh my gosh <laughs> I did, I don't know, I, I read your email And you wrote it very nicely But I was like, took it as a challenge I'm like, oh yeah, I'll watch it Well, I, <laughs> I watched the pre. to be quite honest I watched the preview and then like the preview and then watch the movie. It was like a half hour, but it was really cool. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I was like, here's the trailer. If it seems like something you like, this way you don't have to waste a half an hour. <laughs> no, it was really, um, well, I actually have the name of it. Because I actually have been like getting in this weird, not weird thing, but like really into doing research in people because then you get more, more to talk about. Uh, your film was called Hold Up, uh, Modern Day... Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. But yeah, um, how the fuck did you make a movie? Like, <laughs> did you go to school for that stuff? 
I did. I went to film school. I went to Brooks Institute of Photography, which is now called Brooks Institute because they changed the name. But um, I went there and it was a three-year school. And it was kind of crazy because it wasn't like your traditional school where we got like summer breaks. So it was every two months you had two classes, a film class, a general education class, and then you would get a week off. And that was it. And it was like year round. Wow. Um, Yeah. So it was pretty intense (laughs) because you had to make like a 10 minute short within two months and it had to be good. Um, but the last year of film school, you basically focus on doing your thesis film. So it took me about six months to write hold up. Uh, and by the time we shot, I think that was like draft 14 or something. Um, yeah. And all my teachers told me like, you need to cut it down. And in retrospect, you know, they're, they're right because it's really hard to program a 30 minute short into a film festival, unfortunately. But, um, Which you got into some, as I saw. Yeah, I did. It was pretty cool. Um, my favorite one was I went to the Manhattan Film Festival in um, New York, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a very small festival, but it was so cool. And the people who ran it were like really cool, too. So, I, so you're from California? I am. I'm from Northern California, Napa, California. Woo! We like to drink wine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wine country. <laughs> yeah. I've been to... Um, like the San Francisco and Bay Area once, and it was amazing. Oh, yeah. San Francisco is my favorite city. It's awesome. Yeah, it's it's definitely up there. I, my cousin lives there now, and every time I see her, I just get so jealous. And, like, her Instagram feed is, like, pools and stuff. Oh, and, like, it's 20, it's 22 degrees today, and this is warmer than a few days ago. Oh, my God. It's, like, in the 70s yeah, it's here. <laughs> So warm. Uh, but you're um are you LA based now? <laughs> yes, yeah, I live in the LA sort of area. Not exactly in LA, but you know, close enough to commute. I'm I'm like one of those weirdos who I don't really like LA. So um I like to live outside of it but still be able to drive and get the benefit of being close to actors and other filmmakers. Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny cuz like someone like you like people like um who are from like my friend Max who was on um, when we were in Vermont, people were just like, oh, my God, you know celebrities. But when you're in, like, in L.A., which I've never been to, no one gives a shit. If you're outside of L.A., you probably can – people perceive you as much larger and into the industry than you could really be. Oh, when you, when you live in the L.A. area. And then when, like, you're not – if you from out, like, live there, then go elsewhere. Like, I used to work with this kid, and his brother's, like, an actor. And then he would come to Connecticut, where I'm from, and people were like, oh, my God, a celebrity. And he's like, No. <laughs> No, I just been done some stuff. Just a working actor. Oh <laughs> just yeah, your average dude. Yeah, it's just kind of funny how that works. Yeah, my mom uh, is of course my biggest fan, and she likes to make it sound like I'm way bigger than I am. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, no, no, my, my parents do the same. But that's <laughs> well, that's good. You have supportive parents. I always, I, I'm always curious of asking people like what their parents think. But people, it's usually uh. Parents are either like super supportive and people can go with it, or they're like assholes and hate what their kids do, and then it gives the kids the strength to do the complete opposite of what they say. Yeah, and I totally took that for granted when I lived with them. Sorry, mom and dad. Um, I was like, what do you, you know, <laughs> when I met other friends, where they're like, "Oh, my parents don't want me to do this or that," and I was like, "What? Like, my parents don't care what I do." 
they are totally supportive and it's so awesome and they were like I they knew that I wanted to be a filmmaker early on I was making stupid stupid stuff with my friends in high school and they scrimped together and you know I came from a pretty poor family like we don't have a lot of money and they scrimped together and bought me um a little it was like a mini dv camera and that was like what I used and shot all my first stuff on which was terrible but (laughs) you know no that's incredible Uh, how old were you when you're doing all this um well I it it was I've always been a storyteller I've I've always enjoyed telling stories my dad would tell me how even when I was a little kid he would hear over the little like baby intercom that I would like line up all my stuffed animals and be like story time I'm gonna tell you guys a story so (laughs) yeah so I've always been a storyteller. Um, I started writing books actually at a really young age. I haven't ever published anything, but um, so I started writing stories very young around um, middle school. And then also in middle school, I started getting into drama because my friends were in drama. And then I quickly, I think it was around high school, I realized I didn't really like being the one on stage or in front of the camera because I hate watching myself. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because I'm doing it now, but um, yeah, I was just thinking. I was like, I just watched the vlog of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it now. But um, yeah. So, uh, so I got into TV production in high school because some friends were taking that class too, and I just loved it. I was like, I can combine my writing, I can combine my artwork and storytelling all into one medium, and that was when I like really knew that that was what I wanted to do. That's really cool. I wish more high schools had things like that. Like we had AV club. Yeah. Forever, my high school like digital was already full in effect. But our teachers were like, "We're gonna teach you analog, so you can know the old ways of things." And like, that's helpful. So like, we had to learn how to like cut tape, which is like, this is like oh, two thousand and one, which was like such a. But what a waste! A, a waste of a skill. Yeah. Like, oh man. The the future had moved forward, and we were already in it. And for whatever reason, we weren't doing that. Wow, yeah. Yeah, I was uh, pretty lucky. (laughs) Yeah, I was pretty lucky to go to um, a tech school, a tech high school. The first two years of high school, I went to a normal, I went to Napa High School. But then the second, my last two years of high school, I went to New Technology High School, which was funded by Bill Gates. And so, oh my God. Yeah, it was way cool. Instead of having like desks, we had computer stations. So every student had a computer, and you would come into class, sit down at your computer station, and work on your project. So it was pretty cool. Go Bill Gates. What a good dude. I know. It, it it does sound like like wow what a cool guy and then you remember that he got in trouble for having a monopoly and he was forced to do, to fund education and you're like oh oh yeah we forget <laughs> about those things yeah <laughs> his his endeavors weren't always so uh, pure as of heart <laughs> but I mean it was still amazing it, you know it was amazing school and on top of that um, because it was like a special alternative school we were required to take some college courses. And so I was able to take some college-level film courses while I was in high school, which was pretty cool. That's amazing. So you were from in Northern California, so, like, L.A. must have been, like, the nexus of the universe for you. Was it, like, eight hours, nine hours? It's Yeah, it's six hours from where I was living in Northern California. Well, no, you're right. It is eight, eight hours. Yeah, and um, 
yeah, it, it seemed like, oh, it was either L.A. or it was going to be San Francisco for ILM. But, you know, if, unless you're doing special effects, you're not getting into ILM. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it seemed like this awesome thing. And I moved down here. But <laughs> it's funny because there's such a NorCal, SoCal, we hate each other. And so yeah, <laughs> I definitely moved down here with, like, I hate Southern California bitches with plastic surgery and Ugg boots. <laughs> and then I moved down here. And after a while, I was like, huh, the beach is really cool. I like the beach. Because <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's too cold in Northern California. Nobody goes to the beach ever. So <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. Uh, I, I really couldn't believe how much I really enjoyed yours. I have the worst attention span and I actually got through your entire movie. So like, wow. I don't think you understand how big a deal that is. Yeah. I love the idea. Um, can you just explain what the premise is? Cause I would assume most people, maybe someone listening and had seen it, but sure. if they had it. Yeah. So it's, um, hold up is a modern day. Oh man. It's been such a long time since I've had to do my spiel for the film. <laughs> it's a, uh... <laughs> I know it's just so funny cause you had all these other like more current things. And uh-huh. I don't know why, but I just like, I, I went through all your links and I was like, Oh, I, I won't talk about the movie too much. Cause I, I watched all your YouTube stuff too. I really liked it. Cool. Well, I'm glad you liked the movie. Um, it, it's a modern day Bonnie and Clyde story and it's kind of the making of Bonnie and Clyde. When I was in film school, I was uh i saw the the bonnie and clyde with faye dunaway and i just became like obsessed with that film it's so good and the thing that really interested me was kind of their um origin story for lack of a better word so this is kind of the idea of if there was a modern day bonnie and clyde how would they come to be so it's about bonnie who's a struggling artist um you know and of course you don't make a lot of money as a painter and Clyde, who actually in the movie, his name is Jim, just because I was trying to be a little modern. Um, and he works in a pawn shop and it's kind of this dead end pawn shop job. And through this painting that Bonnie paints, which is a replica painting that gets mistaken for the original, they kind of their story kind of collides and they end up, you know, coming together. I don't want to ruin too much of the film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, no, it's it's really um like you had like really good special effects and stuff like it thank you i was just like impressed with it. even like the youtube videos like it's just interesting you know uh, the thing that keeps getting to me is like this um people i think who are now like i listen to like a ton of podcasts so i think there's like a lot of older generation of people who are like successful and like nowadays anyone can do it with a phone and it's so easy but I just don't think that's the mm. case because I think there's probably a billion people on YouTube and not everyone's making fame out of it. Like it's, yeah. There's it's a so lot annoying. of junk on YouTube for sure. Oh, um, God. But so there's much. a lot of really, yeah, there's a lot of really amazing um, good stuff too, like, uh, you know, Geek and Sondry, everything that Felicia Day is doing and everything Freddie Wong does. But, um, yeah, I was really lucky and fortunate. Um, the holdup actually took me three years to make. <laughs> uh, a long time, which is why yeah. I moved. And you to wrote doing... it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I in and fact, directed. It probably took longer than three years because of uh, the writing part. I I never really calculate that into it either, and edited it. So every night I was coming home and editing, but. Um, I so I was still working on the film when I graduated and I got hired um at lynda.com actually and at lynda.com I met 
some very talented people, including my boyfriend, who's really talented at special effects. And he does all the special effects on our YouTube page. Um, but I also met uh, this other guy, Paul, who worked there, and this other guy, Nick, who worked there, Nick Pasek. Um, He did the amazing ending credit sequence for me, which is like the scrolling with the pictures, and I love it. That that really took me away. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. I, I, I did love you that spend so a lot of money on that I, thing? Um, oh, God, yeah. I ended up – I don't know how much money I spent. The film's budget – without post-production was ten thousand dollars and then the um post-production i don't i don't know um i definitely spent money i i paid nick pasik i didn't pay everybody i paid nick because he spent a really long time on it um a lot yeah. of a lot of really great awesome people helped me out for free and honestly most of the people helped me for free um, most of the people who worked on the film were film students at Brooks. So, you know, we were yeah. all just helping each other out. Um, but then I ended up spending about $2,500 on f- submitting to film festivals. And that nice. was a really <laughs> expensive. I don't even think that that includes my travel to New York. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, so like, I so film fest, like, so if you get in a film fest, they don't fly you out. Not all film festivals, you know, they, in fact, most of them don't. Um, they, you know, unless you're probably already like a celebrity and the film festival contacts you and they're like, hey, we really want you to show your film at our festival. Um, but when you're a small time filmmaker like me that no one's heard of, <laughs> uh, they don't yeah. care. <laughs> they're not going to spend any money on you. Um, so it's it's all, yeah, it's filmmaking is tremendously expensive especially when you're indie because it's all coming out of your own pocket and no one else is really funding but thankfully i had yeah i know thankfully i had this amazing supportive group of um co-workers at lynda.com because i was working there at the time when i got into the film festival and they raised like twelve hundred dollars for me to be able to go so that was really awesome was that your first time in New York? It was. It was my first time, and I was all alone. <laughs> so I was. Oh, like, that kind of sucks. Yeah, uh, that's gotta be such a surreal experience going out was. for a film festival, but then like by yourself. Mm-hmm. And I stayed in a an Airbnb because I couldn't afford a hotel because they were. It was yeah. in the middle of the summer, so hotels were like five hundred dollars a night, and I was going yeah. for a whole week. Um, so I got like a real authentic experience of living in New York with cockroaches and everything. And I was like, Oh my God, this is so (laughs) intense. (laughs) Where, where did you stay in New York? I stayed two blocks from Times Square, which was really cool. Uh, it was a cool area. Um, and, uh, it was unfortunately like the bottom floor. So I heard all the traffic and people walking by. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but um, oh, that's my really boyfriend cool. did come. Yeah, my boyfriend did come at the end of the trip. So then, thankfully, I wasn't alone the whole time. But it was pretty. I feel, I feel like after that trip, I felt so confident about traveling anywhere. I was like, if I can do New York alone for like a week, I can do anywhere. Yeah, there's like a yeah. No, I love. Um, yeah, my wife is from like. New Jersey, but like right outside New York, so like to them it's like no big deal. But I grew up a couple hours away, so I'm still like, this is so cool. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah I love how you can fun. get um, everywhere on the public transportation there. It's so amazing. I know. Isn't, isn't San Fran kind of like that? Um, they, yeah, they have, um, they do have a little bit of, uh, a subway. It's not very big. The, what I would always do when I was growing up and we would, my, my friends and I would go is, um, we would always take the ferry over to San Francisco and then from there we would just bus it everywhere and it was awesome. It's yeah. totally easy to get around, but LA is just so huge and there's not great public transportation and it doesn't matter what time of the day, there's always traffic somewhere. It's awful. <laughs> yeah, everyone I know who's ever lived there and that isn't from there has never really liked it that much unless they find like one neighborhood and one sect that they love and they just don't leave that little area. Yeah, my friend Brett lives in Pasadena and Pasadena's pretty cool. I could I could live there if I had to. Yeah. That's awesome. So how did um, you transition from uh, filmmaker to uh, YouTube maker? Well, that's uh, quite uh, <laughs> laugh stash TV. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I even when I was in film school, I was like, dude, YouTube is like the future. You know, people are definitely, you know, video video on demand was just coming out when I was in high school. It was just yeah. becoming a th- or not high school. I'm sorry, college. It was just becoming a thing. Um, as I date myself, yes, I'm young <laughs> and, um, yeah. <laughs> um <Well>, good, <laughs> you should be young. That's how, that's the idea yeah. in life. Um, and, uh, and I always thought like, I really wanted to do a web series and I, I kind of, my whole experience with the film festival thing, you know, it was, it was good, but it was also really discouraging because you spend all this money to make a film and you're lucky if maybe 10 or 15 people show up at your screening, you know, and yeah, you just can't reach a big audience and, you know, nobody's going to distribute, pick up and distribute a short film. So YouTube for me was like, here's a way where I can reach an if infinite audience and I can reach people everywhere, all over the world. It doesn't matter where they are. And so I thought that was amazing. Um, of course, I was inspired by the Guild, Felicia Day's The Guild, mm-hmm. uh, which is fantastic. I got that vibe very much when I was watching your stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Felicia, I want to be you. <laughs> I know. No, she's she's great. She's so – her – and, like, there's just certain people who, like, have their pulse on whatever is going to be the next big thing, and she's totally one of those people. Like, Yeah. Oh, God. She's a – She's great. She was on on the whole internet thing a long time ago. Way, but um, yeah, and like no one listened mm-hmm. to her, and like now she knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy to see now. Like, like um, I don't. I, I love the sh- I love Community, which was on NBC, but now that's like going to Yahoo and like. Oh yeah, that's like, right. I don't like watch. Uh, yeah, like but like because I I don't have cable, but I have all the streaming devices and stuff mm-hmm. like i was reading some article about the golden globes of how it was like the first year that none of the big networks won big and like mm. the big one was like transparent which was on amazon wow and like house of cards i think yeah it was like the whole idea of like the internet the industry finally kind of took over be like oh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. people are actually watching these things yeah now even like netflix and you know hulu are making their own series it's it's like crazy the studios better watch out and they're good they are good yeah really good yeah hulu i don't know why they don't get as much they're not as good at it mm-hmm. i don't even watch there's a lot of originals i don't really watch on there but i should um Netflix I do though. I'm trying to remember the name of it. There's one I really like. It's very quirky and it's about this guy 
who can talk to ghosts. I can't remember the name. Yeah, I know what you're talking about because um, yeah. the only Hulu show I ever watched was called Battleground, oh. and he was on that. Oh, okay, interesting. And it was an amazing. I don't know why it, it kind of it was one of the best shows I ever saw in my life on Hulu. Oh wow! And the only name on there was like Allison Haslip, who was like from like G4. Hmm. Like, but it was just weird. It was about like some local politics and film like docu style, but it didn't get like much press. But then the like, you have like Netflix, like you know, Orange is the New Black is like the talk of the town. Yeah, yeah, Marco Polo too, the new one. Yeah, I haven't tried it yet. I've heard it's good. I like it. It's I just it's like they're trying to do Game of Thrones. It's really obvious that they're trying to do Game of Thrones. Yeah, they're not even trying to hide it. <laughs> but it's still pretty good. It's pretty good. I gotta try BoJack Horseman. I tried it and I didn't like yeah. it, and then I need to go back to it. I tried it, but too, I've heard it was one of those, and I didn't like it yeah, either. I, like, I watched one episode. I love. And I was like done. Yeah, <laughs> I love. See, the problem with animation, like you can't sell me on like someone famous doing a voice. Like that's not enough for mm. me. And I was like, oh, I like Will Arnett a lot, but like I'm, I don't know. I won't want to listen to his voice particularly. What I thought was crazy too was um, Aaron Paul. You would think. Yeah. You'd think he'd like knock it out of the park, but I was like, he is a terrible voice actor. I can't believe this. Like, I just thought he was so oh, it's bad. It's a whole different ballpark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was too obviously their voices. Like, did you see that documentary? Um, I know that voice or something like that. I started watching it, but I haven't finished it. I want to uh, see it. it. Was, I have such new respect for like voice actors now. Like, it was yeah. so cool. I loved it so much. Did you was, see the movie oh, In a World? No, what's that woman's name? I fucking love her. I forget her name too, but you should totally check that out as she, well. I, I started to watch, I've seen the preview. God, and she's not Felicia Day, but she kind of looks like Felicia Day. Yeah, and she's like super quirky, yeah, yeah. just like her, yeah. Like the redhead. I But I know her from other stuff, and I was like, yeah, that looks so cool. And then I, I don't I have a pretty bad attention span. I, <laughs> I can do like 20 minutes of something, and then I'm like... I've kind of fallen to the they put friends on Netflix mm-hmm. and that's kind of taken over my life like I literally finished watching friends and purchased all of the seasons the day they put it oh, on God. Netflix oh, God. <laughs> my boyfriend and I started in like May of this year and we just got addicted again because it's like now I'm their age so I relate to them so much yep. more because when it Except they don't look the age they say. No, they yeah. <laughs> but when it <laughs> she's like, I'm 27. I'm like, you look like you're 40. Yeah, I'm struggling, and I have this nice apartment in New York. <laughs> I know, but like, there's something. At least I'm on season three right now, and like, it's I can't believe how many episodes that I love that are like in the first three seasons. Yeah, they're really so good. I worry. I think the and I don't think I watched anything past the later seasons, so I'm. I might probably stop, but I don't know. I'm still in heaven. See, that I, was I, me I, too. Today, that was me too, because I uh, I stopped watching when it was first out. So I was like, I don't even know how it ended, and so it was a surprise. No, me neither. Yeah, I know. Aisha Tyler ends up on there at mm-hmm. one point. Yeah, she's in several episodes actually. Yeah, I only know that because I listen to her podcast, and then she brings it. People bring it up about her, and she's like, oh. Really? You were yeah. friends? And you know what's funny? If you like Community, there happens to be, it's like one of the last episodes, like w- like one of the last three episodes. Jim Rash, the dean from Community, is in one of the episodes. And I like freaked out. Oh, <laughs> Oscar award winning Jim yeah, Rash? Yeah, it was so funny. I was like, oh my God, that's Jim oh, Rash. <laughs> I love him. I love I love Community so much. 
And you know what? It's too funny. I'm so glad. Uh, I just watched the episode of Friends when Joey was in the play. And then the last scene, it turns out he goes like going off into space for some. Oh reason. yeah, <laughs> and like, but like I, I was, I'm watching it with my wife. I was like, that's the plot of Interstellar. Like they, he because he, he says something. He's like, when I come back, we'll be the same age. It's like that's literally Interstellar. He leaves uh, our planet to go find uh, a more. And in France, he's going to find like alternative fuel sources. But I just like, oh. I feel like that's one of those tumblers I should make, but I never will. Yeah. I'm so horrible with seeing movies. I haven't seen Interstellar yet. I feel so bad because I love Christopher Nolan, too. <laughs> it's really good. I saw, like, five movies in, like, a three-month period, and that was the first time I've gone to that many movies. But I, I don't see anything as much. Like, that, I saw that and like, Big Hero 6 and then a couple others. But those were the only two I remember that I liked. I heard that one was good, Big Hero too. 6. Yeah. Tearjerker. Yeah. Like, in, it, yeah, there's a couple spots you're just like, oh my God, I'm not, am I crying? I don't want to be crying. <laughs> oh, wow. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? It's really good. Um, That's great. Um, So I guess it's also like, uh, you listen to Nerdist, I take it, I think. I do. When I was lurking your Twitter. Yeah, me too. I like have this weird love-hate relationship with them, but I... I love those dudes. Like I, I've listened to so many hours of their voice at this point. Yeah, I was, I was just listening to your new episode where you guys were talking about. The oh Nerdist. yeah, thank you so yeah. much. And um, and I was like, I love Chris Hardwick just because I think I love Chris Hardwick for the same reason you don't, <laughs> and that's because he's he is such a he seems like such a positive, nice person, and yeah, it's just in Southern California sometimes. There, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of really great people, but like. In the industry specifically, it's so hard to find people yeah. that are just genuine. And he does come off genuine. Mm. Yeah, but sometimes I, I just I think they talk too much. But I mean, oh. I also don't want to complain about a, a free podcast that they've given yeah. me five hundred plus episodes. Yeah, and I love at actually I I love. Do you watch at midnight that he hosts? I've only seen a couple episodes. I don't have TV, so I'm so bad. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I like him in that role the best. I think that's where he's like, I don't think he's very good at I don't, his stand up is like, okay, but I think he's really good at midnight. I think that's where he's his funniest. Okay. Yeah. But I, I, I love the, I really love the Nerdist and like, that was one of the podcasts that kind of started the wormhole years back. Yeah. Years actually, back. I hadn't even ever listened to podcasts until like this past year. And my friend, uh, my friend Nick Brazi was always telling me like, you got to listen to the Nerdist. You got to check it out. And finally I did. And I fell down this rabbit hole. And now like, like you were saying, all I do is listen to podcasts. I don't even really listen to music anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't it yeah. weird? I know. And I just interviewed a couple guys who had, it hasn't gone up yet, but they do like a music podcast. And I was like, Oh, so what's new in music guys? <laughs> I don't know. I could tell you about like the last, uh, like Mark Maron podcast I'd listen to. Yeah. Or any one celebrity, like, I go with this wormhole, like, I like um, Ben Schwartz, like, he plays John Raphael on Parks and Rec. Oh, like, does he have a podcast? He's just, no, he's, like, one of those people I've heard on so many different podcasts, okay. so, like, I just will look him up on iTunes and find anywhere he's been. He's just such a funny fucking guy. Yeah, he's I hilarious. Isn't he on a new but show? Yeah. I think he's on House of Lies, oh, but I, okay. I don't watch Showtime that yeah. much. Showtime isn't as good as HBO. Yeah. That's just, but they have some cool stuff. One thing I liked, um, actually, uh, this is a little while back. I had my friend uh, Ashley Hogue has been on a few times, 
And so she's younger. I think she's like 21 or 22. We used to work together. And so she ended up helping me bring... She brought one of her friends who's in NYU for, like, like screenwriting. And, like, so we were talking about how her her friend Casey... This is an episode. It's Ashley Ho, Casey Bilk. And about how she worked, like, Shakespeare in, like, the park with John Lithgow. Wow. And I'm, like, astounded because it's, like, John Lithgow. And she's like, yeah, you know, he's cool, whatever. And then we were le- leaving and we were talking about something... And then her and Ashley geeked out about their obsession with like uh, Grace Helberg, Hel- Hedberg, Helberg, Helberg, the YouTube star girl. Hmm. I don't know her. She's taken over for Chelsea lately. Oh. And okay. like, like it was weird the way that like I hate pulling the old man card, but like the younger <laughs> generation of people, like the way she talked about like YouTube stars is like the way I would talk about like John Lithgow, like because I loved Third Rock from the Sun growing up. But it's it all ties in because that's like. That younger generation is just like, like, and I have another friend. Like, they don't really watch TV. They literally just go on YouTube and watch vlogs mm-hmm. and watch sketches and they just like, it. It's amazing. It blows my mind. And you're like right at the front of that. Well, I think I think people are striving for something that's more real, and I think that's why um, people, younger people, the younger generation, is more interested in vloggers because it's like real it's somebody's real life and i mean i love movies and everything but you know they some of them have gotten like so over the top like transformers that it's not (laughs) all four hours yeah it's not really like relatable anymore so i think people are looking for things that they can relate to and then of course there's the whole we have a crazy short attention span nowadays and people just want to watch stuff when they want to watch it and they want it to be under five minutes yeah, that I've always been like that though. You know, I also I like to like when I go like going on YouTube, like people look like actual people on there. Like, you know, if like mm-hmm. if a vlog was created by like Fox, it would be a very tall, <laughs> thin blonde woman with huge breasts that is plastic. It would be like Kim Kardashian. You know, it would be someone yeah. who doesn't look like anyone that you would see in your day to day life. And there's just something nice about seeing people who are up there for their talent and then just look like normal people Mm -hmm. yeah i think people are getting kind of tired of that you know the fake plasticky fakeness um and it's 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 gotten yeah so extreme that you know i i don't think people i mean obviously people some people still want to see kim kardashian but i think you know i think eventually that thing will turn around and people are more interested in stories like stories in the guild where it feels more relatable because hey here's this mousy girl who you know not that i'm saying felicia day isn't beautiful but you know she's she's not like yeah i was gonna stop you there. she's gorgeous <laughs> <laughs> but she's not like the the usual thing you see in la like blonde bleach blonde hair and big boobs and i've had a nose job yeah but she has a pr- no she's amazing like She's in what Doctor Horrible sing along vlog. Yeah, yeah, incredible. Yep. Uh, your YouTube page, uh, Last Stash TV. Like, did you you started it? Yeah. So, um, so continuing on with that story, um, I was, I was. Yeah, I'm sorry, I derail people oh, okay. all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was uh, working at Linda.com for. I worked there for three years, and it was great. But it was, um, I was working as a video editor there, and I was editing video tutorials. It's a tutorial company, online tutorials, and um, 
and it just wasn't creative. I wasn't directing. So I decided to leave to pursue my dream of being a filmmaker. And I thought, you know, this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to be a freelancer and I'm going to have a YouTube page. So um, that's what I did. <laughs> it's not paying me any money, but um... <laughs> no, like, you guys have so much content. Like I, I, I do the podcast and it's takes up a portion of my free time i can't imagine like videos and all the amount of work you must put into that yeah it's a lot of work the um the breaking bad video for instance oh that was incredible it, it was a hundred hours in editing alone just editing uh, Jesus. yeah and then so someone can just come look at it and be like eh. yeah exactly and then talk shit on it on the internet yeah. <laughs> i didn't look at the comments i just, oh, I just don't i just never look at comments there's comments because unfortunately um there was another guy who had a similar idea and his video came out before us he didn't film new footage or anything but he came up with the idea of parroting the the it's a britney spears song work bitch i think the name is the song and he did the same thing we did where he parodied it and called it cook bitch um but he just used footage from the show and um so there's some angry comments of people saying he did it first but we were actually in production shooting this before that video came out and you know people unfortunately it's facts of life like there's no original idea anymore (laughs) everybody well i mean you know (laughs) You're also, you know, what a dick. Like, only one person can make a parody of one of the most popular television programs of all time. Like, yeah. I, I love your video. It's great. And, like, I felt like if you watched that video and never saw Breaking Bad, you kind of know the gist of the whole show. Yeah, I know. So, like, <laughs> I, I was impressed. Like, it, it definitely had this, like, it felt like fans made it because there was, like, deep refer- like cuts. Like, there's references to, like, the show that mo- – not someone who watched just, like, one season that was like, yes. Oh, yeah, Gus. Like, it was great. Yeah, and uh, and that really is in a large tribute to um, the the crew because we were all – everyone who worked on that was were huge Breaking fa- Bad fans. All of us were – huge fans love the show um and scott who is the the singer the whole video was his idea actually he came approached me and was like hey i thought of this idea to parry parody this britney spears song and um scott and i co-directed it so we sat down together and he is just like a vault of knowledge about breaking bad and so a lot of you know the references stuff the like specifics are him um and then you know we try to do camera angles that you know were like the show like the breaking yes. oh my yeah. god <laughs> yes that was amazing i'm so glad you said that as you said that I remember your exact shot from the video it's like that's just like in the show when uh after the party and like the, the vacuum or whatever or like when they open yeah people go watch that video because it's you're not even kidding that like exact camera shot i was like damn the tech <laughs> i'm so impressed right so we wanted to do the shot that you see in the show a lot where they're breaking the meth and and it's from underneath and you're seeing through the pan and through the meth as they break it and so i made this um fake meth which was just rock candy blue rock candy um and we put it in this glass pan of mine and then we put scott's camera underneath it and then scott went to break it and the first time he hit it it just didn't break the candy at all so we were like okay well i guess try a little harder and he's like okay i'm, I'm gonna try harder now and i was like just be careful you know, this is glass <laughs> and your camera's underneath it. And so uh, he 
hit it again and hit it too hard and it just shattered glass and candy all over his lens it was so sad yeah (laughs) but uh we got the shot (laughs) that's all that matters Especially because it's not my money. Involved. I know. <laughs> That's terrible. I felt so bad. I, I think he I think he got his lens fixed. I can't remember, but um, it was an expensive lens, too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that was that um, was a lot of it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of stress because um, we put a deadline on ourselves to release that video the same time the DVD box set, like the big the big special uh, yeah came out yeah so that's why it was like crazy it got really stressful at the end and um my boyfriend bryce who also did the special effects in the video um uh he was working on it every he like works he still works at luna.com i met him there and he would come oh, home nice. yeah <laughs> and he'd come home and the poor thing would be editing uh for like i think it was like two weeks he would just come home and edit for hours and he did this amazing job with these it wasn't planned at all to do all those like jump cuts and stuff and he just did it yeah and showed it to us and we were like oh my god this is so cool like i feel like i'm on drugs watching this (laughs) yeah that's fair Uh, well you you said in the email that you started up with uh you started out with the was the the ninja break breakup ninja um mm-hmm. <laughs> I watched the one on the beach. Where did you even get that idea Because oh, that's yeah. like so funny on like I watched the one it was uh I think it was the one I opened up it was like you were at the beach i i think it must have been you right no no that's my uh very talented actress friend Natalie, who's great she's super okay. funny uh, she's like at the beach and then some dude's like hitting on her and like and that's mm-hmm. like funny on like hey it's just good comedy at the way the ninja comes out and kills him yeah (laughs) (laughs) the whole video but then like but that's totally i would only imagine like that's even something it's funny to anyone but then if you're female that's probably something more relatable than i would be used to so i was like this works on levels yeah i would love someone to help me out of awkward situations (laughs) you know what's so funny is um i think i think it's that video it's funny because those videos get the weirdest comments from guys on them i think it was that video that was like that was like god right bitches right or something and i was like wait what like this is the perspective of the woman that i think you have this wrong where it was just some guy who was like this is why i hate girls or whatever and i was like what (laughs) i don't know it was weird yeah i never get astounded by the amount of misogyny and assholes on the internet yeah but uh, I think I think some people think that they're written by, from a male perspective, but well, especially the the first one because I well, I guess I'll explain for people who haven't seen them. <laughs> um, oh yeah, them. <laughs> See, you're you're a much better host. <laughs> I'm even trying. Though, technically, that's my job. <laughs> um, so, Break Up Ninja is this ridiculous idea i don't even remember how bryce and i came up with it but my boyfriend bryce and i one night was like wouldn't it be funny if there was a ninja that you could call with an iphone app and he would come and break up for you you know all ninja stealthy but he's like terrible at it and just ends up killing people And so it just became like a gore fest and like just a ridiculous reason for me to tell Bryce to put more blood in things. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) and it just escalated. I don't know why. I'm not even into like slasher films, but I just we we just think it's so funny. But um, 
but yeah, the the funny part is too is uh, whenever I show those to people because there's multiple people are always like, I went to the app store and I tried to find your app, and I was like, no, 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 it's not a real app. I'm like parroting apps, and people don't seem to get that yet. And it's, I think it's a little cutting edge because no one has really parodied apps yet, so nobody really gets it. <laughs> oh, but um, that's weird that. No, I understand. I, I that's weird because it's like if you're watching it through the YouTube page, it's like laugh stash TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it. I had to say though, the special effects when it did pop up, like the App Store stuff, it looked like a commercial. But I also knew it wasn't a real thing, and I also knew there's no app that gets you to kill people. Yeah. Right. I was like, do you really expect a ninja to show up yeah. when you call him? But um. But yeah, yeah. I don't think you know how that works. <laughs> Those are pretty funny. Um. And I really tried to write. Uh, it all started with with that basically Bryce and I thought of of this funny idea and I tried to write from the perspective of um, both male and female so the the very first one we released is this guy wakes up and his one night stand is still there and she's like super clingy it's actually Natalie again (laughs) and she's super clingy (laughs) and she's like let's go to a movie and I'm gonna meet your parents and all this stuff (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's great and then he calls the ninja and the ninja smoke bombs her away um so that was the first one and um we actually i wrote i wrote like a five page script it was like supposed to be infomercial like style of a whole bunch of them and then after we shot them we were like oh this is just too long for youtube so we released them all in separate chunks and uh we're actually releasing one hopefully this month that <laughs> we shot like two years ago but um it's one of the funnier ones it's it's this guy proposing to a girl and then her basically the guy she's cheating on him with shows up and so she has to call the ninja that's amazing yeah. and 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 if as long if uh from my understanding in case you hated free time you also have a cooking show on this thing. i do hate free time i have a problem i'm like <laughs> Because like I, I, I keep referring to this email. Ashley, I was uh, very kind beforehand. I was like, any videos to check out, and you sent me this amazing long list, which I really appreciated because it made my life a lot easier. But like, I was like, how? And then the, but the very bottom of your thing is like, but also I have a professional <laughs> job as a video editor. Yeah. I'm like, so you're like, like what the hell? Well, uh, we should talk about the cook. I like the cooking show. I watched the Hunger Dames one, which was like, I loved your comment too. It's like, oh my god, now I want brownies. I'm like, I. I can relate to that. Yeah. But you're you're actually <laughs> cooking too, like so you're still putting yourself out in front of the camera after all this. Yeah, I um I yeah, it's pretty crazy. I have this problem that Bryce jokes with me about. Um I I can't relax. <laughs> I have to always be doing something. That's why So you're Chris Hardwick. Yes. Maybe that's why That's why I like I, him. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, I think that's why I don't I like him so much. And then when I hear him talking all the time, I'm like, you're never going to find love, man. You're never going to like, oh, it's yeah. just like, take a vacation. And I'm like, I am getting too invested into this one sided relationship. Yeah, I I'm so lucky because um, Bryce is the relax master and he is really good at relaxing. So I literally have to go to him and be like, Bryce, please make me relax this weekend. Like, make me sit down and play a video game or something or watch a movie because I just have to always be doing something. I have to always have multiple videos going at the same time. So uh, yep. the Hunger Games kind of came out of that um, 
after the cook bitch video came out um i was also i directed i was directing this web series down in la that i didn't write um it's called cousins and i directed the pilot and i was going to direct more episodes and then it just didn't work out um you know for my time because it's what's really difficult as a freelancer is you know time is money to me so balancing paid work and stuff like this that I absolutely love to do that just doesn't pay me any money at all so um I kind of got in this sort of slump where I didn't really have stuff lined up and um I do the show the hunger dames with my old college roommate Lolita and we've been we've stayed friends and both live in the same area and um I don't even remember where the idea came up it might have been her I don't know but we were like we should do a cooking show just for fun and so I think oh it was uh I wanted to do a Christmas ninja cookie video and so that was the first one we ever shot that's right and um so we shot that because I was like oh it's ninjas like break up ninja and then I was like this is really fun we should keep doing this and she was like yes and Lolita don't get me wrong like Lolita is the cook on that show like she is the yeah. one who knows how to cook. Um, I mean, I'm not horrible. I'm better than I used to be. I used to be in college. She was like in there making Indian food. And I was like, I'm making macaroni and cheese for every meal of the day. <laughs> yeah. So um, she's totally the cook. And a lot of times the she comes up with the ideas for what we're making. And then I just come up with the idea of what silly nerdy geeky show we can loosely tie it to and hope that people don't realize such a loose tie. It's <laughs> uh, amazing. But yeah, um so what we started doing that and we just we that is the perfect example of like I'm just doing that show just for fun, for something for me and Lolita to do because it's just for fun for us and we really don't care if anybody watches and I don't expect anybody to but Recently, I have been getting some uh, feedback on Twitter of people saying they like the show, and that's awesome because it's just it's just purely for Lolita and I to be in a kitchen for like a day. <laughs> so you, at least you have fun with all the things you keep busy mm -hmm. with. I mean, that's always been my end goal is I really strongly believe that whatever you do in life, it should make you happy. And I think... I value yeah. that far more over money, which is why I've put myself in this situation of being poor. But <laughs> uh, I love it. I mean, I'm happy. So, I you know I never watched vlog until the your, I watched the Guardians and the Galaxy one you did. Um, it was really cool, and I didn't re I didn't see Lego Movie, but now I feel oh, like yeah. I already did. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> basically, funny. apparently they're the same movie. I I fucking love Chris Pratt, but like. Um, so I'm still not even sure what a video log is. Is it just a blog where you talk? Yeah. Like, is yeah, that... it's basically a okay. video. I, I feel like an old person. I, just, <laughs> I don't okay. know. It's uh, basically a video version of a blog, you know, so people would write a, a blog, but this is just a video version of it. And they really come in so many different shapes and forms that it's like, I don't know if there's a good way to, to like define it because everybody is different, but, um, but yeah, I just started, I just, I, well, I saw Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that might've been either, well, tabletop, my tabletop day video might've been my first vlog. I'm not sure, but, um, 
but I saw Guardians of the Galaxy, and for some reason, I just couldn't stop thinking about it. Well, that's because yeah, it was amazing. It's so good. Oh, my God. That is definitely my favorite movie of the year. Um, yeah. And though I haven't seen Boyhood, so I guess I shouldn't. <laughs> no, I watched the preview for it today. I was like, I need to I watch know. that. Actually, there's a lot of movies I need to watch, but <laughs> Guardians, I mean, was just like... It's one of the most fun experiences I've ever had in a theater. It's just like, yeah. yeah. And the soundtrack is just like so I good. Know. And I just couldn't stop thinking about it for some reason. And it's so simple, too, yeah. right? It's just like the perfect mixtape. But like, oh, I love Chris Pratt. I He's amazing. He's the man. Yeah. He's just so great. I know. He's like, the, the, he's been called the next Harrison Ford, but he's also not like a complete asshole. So I think that's helpful. Oh, is Harrison Ford supposed to be an asshole? Well, I don't know if he's like a bad person. Um, I I think he's always had kind of like a weird rap, but he was on Nerdist one time and he was just weird and like, I think he's just kind of known as like a weird well, dude, I, like just like an empty. I've vessel. always heard that his his whole thing is, uh, and this is just what I've heard. I don't know. I don't know him. But yeah, yeah. We don't speak for Harrison yeah. if you're listening. I'm sure you're great. Harrison's which like, I don't think God you are. damn it, they got me wrong. Um, but, uh, I've always heard that he just, he's really shy and he doesn't like talking in front of large groups of people. And he never even really wanted to be an actor and he just kind of got roped into it. And, um, so I've always heard that that's why he's like super awkward in interviews and on TV shows and stuff. But I don't know. Nah, Chris Pratt just kills it though. When he does media stuff, he's so yeah. Funny. And I cannot wait for Jurassic Park. I'm so excited or Jurassic World. I guess. Yeah, no, me too. I already saw people complaining on the internet, but I I I'm not a big like internet or like I Facebook and tweet or whatever. Mm. But like, I don't know. I just I don't go on blogs and stuff. I don't like read hate mail. I just I feel like when I hear people complaining about their negativity on the internet, I feel like my experience online is rather different. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. Especially even doing the show. Everyone's been really nice to me and vice versa. It's like, that's cool. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it's been amazing on Twitter and that's how we connected. But I've just recently yeah, started I've, tweeting or doing the whole Twitter thing. And it's just amazing how positive and friendly a lot of people are on there. I, I would imagine there's some, if you're larger in fame, there's a way. But like, it's definitely control of like who you follow and whatever. But yeah, it's, it, it's amazing. I... Had done this show for like a year and got to a point where I was like, huh, I don't know what to do. So I was like, I'll just join Twitter, see if I can get some more guests. And I think that's when my show started to take off like monumentally and getting like a lot of bigger guests and like people that because I always wanted to have comics and like people and comedy actors and stuff. But I only knew who I knew around here. And I love all my friends that came on. But it was just like um, I think the first person I had on was like my I had this guy, his name's Adam Lash, and he makes this incredible web series called Gigahose, if you haven't oh, watched it. It's okay. really fucking funny. And he's like a comedian, and we just like, connected on Twitter, and he's like, yeah, I'm trying to promote this thing. And I was like, I don't think you know how few people listen to this show. And now that has slowly changed. People actually listen. Oh, nice. Who aren't just my mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's pretty cool. You know, and it was, it was totally the same thing for my YouTube channel, with us with twitter as well when um i just wrote this like huge facebook post blog thing where i was like reflecting on 2014 but at the beginning of the year we had like i don't know maybe 50 subscribers and in a year or so we've grown to almost i was just looking at it today it's almost 700 subscribers and 
yeah i mean a lot of that you know we the a lot of that is um you know when we release a good video like the the cook bitch brought in several subscribers but um we do we also do uh contests so we did a few contests and you know part of the contest is you must subscribe and so we got subscribers that way but by far the biggest way we've been getting subscribers is just through Twitter and like sending people direct messages being like, Hey, do you mind checking out our YouTube page and subscribing? And it's amazing. So many people reply back to me and tell me like, yeah, sure. And then after they go check it out, they're like, Oh my God, I love your videos. And it's just so amazing to, to get this positive feedback. Yeah. It's just a great time to create and just like, you know, and it's like, yeah, it's easy for people to help and promote your stuff. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I've like gotten so many people on. I have like a bunch banked I haven't got to put out, but the one that goes up next week is like um, a comedian who was like the warm up comic for like the Daily Show oh, wow. and like Colbert Report, and uh, it's just done like a lot of different stuff. Like, you know, not like famous, but like I was like, why are you talking to me? But the same thing is like, oh, I like doing podcasts. I can do them for my house, wear my sweatpants, and then a couple hundred people might yeah. hear me. You never know who knows who. I was like, yeah, it's really easy. I mean, you just pr- spent an hour talking to a stranger and promoted your stuff, and ho- let's hope you get a million views out of it, but uh, I'll be realistic. <laughs> well, and and the cool thing that um, you, you know, sort of the harsh reality that you realize is everybody has a podcast and everybody has a YouTube channel yeah. and everybody is trying to make it, and if you go into it with a dog eat dog sort of attitude, you're not going to make it very far. But if we can all come together and help each other out and cross promote and, you know, just, you know, promote a sort of like a cool community of people who have similar interests, which is what like people like Felicia Day and the Nerdist, you know, Chris Hardwick are totally doing. Yeah. And that's why they're successful because they're, you know, they're promoting other people you know, in, in their same category. No, and somehow I've made money off of it. Like I don't (laughs) ever plan to see a dime from this. Like that's, I think podcasting and stuff's like, you're never making money. At least like you're have some real skills, like directing and writing and stuff. (laughs) Oh man. It's so hard. It's just more (laughs) to make. Yeah. It's just like a hobby. Yeah, it is. I think, but at least for you're like, instead of sitting around waiting for someone to give you something to write or direct you can like make your own like you have to do all to make it like in your industry now like you have to do everything like you have to edit act direct write and then be like here's uh like when i had adam lash and we talked about that he's like he just spent all this money did a kickstarter for his uh gigahose he's like yeah we're gonna make one season and we want this to be on tv in the old days you would like pitch a Mm -hmm. tv show and then you go make a show it's now it's like you make the show first, and then we'll try to figure a way to get it on the mm-hmm. air. Like, yeah, everything's just different, which I think is good because it doesn't affect my income at all. But I also like seeing like new stuff; it's yeah. really cool. And then, but so you're, like, you're a professional video editor, editor for what uh, people used to call the enemy of reality <laughs> TV, but now I think people have kind of got over that. But Reality TV employs a lot of people. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I don't watch reality TV at all. (laughs) I watch maybe like two once in a while. I've watched a few. I watched MasterChef Junior. I don't really know why. Oh, yeah, I guess I watch. If I watch reality TV, it's probably on the Food Network. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe like something like that. But like, ugh, and I think I watched the sing off a year ago for, and then I don't know. I'm more of like animation mm-hmm. and like stuff. But yeah, no, but. There's people making money off of it. And at least you're not doing like the scummy reality yeah. TV, like Honey Boo Boo. I mean, that's what's really great. I, I work on this reality TV car show called Full Custom Garage on Mav TV. Ha <laughs> plug. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, cool. I didn't know if you wanted to say where you were, oh, no. where it was. I never heard of your station. Is it a cable station? I, I believe so. Um, it's it's <laughs> They took that's over here. So here's the thing is I've. somehow become the car person even though i'm not a car person but i work on all these car type things but um it's uh mav tv took over for speed tv when speed tv died and if you're into cars you'll know speed tv um yeah but if you're not then you've never heard of it and you probably won't like the show yeah (laughs) that's okay I never heard of it. Um, but yeah, so Mav TV took over and they just basically specialize in like motorsports and car shows and stuff like that. But uh, Full Custom Garage is really cool because unlike a lot of the other reality TV shows out there where, you know, it's it's a lot of fake bullshit drama, Full Custom Garage doesn't focus on any of that. There's not a lot of drama. There's nobody screaming and yelling at each other. It's just this guy, Ian Russell, um, making cool custom cars out of cars that, you know, old cars or just cool stuff. Um, so it's it's really a lot more down to earth and more like a documentary style than reality TV. Yeah. So you're editing for that, and then you come home and edit for yourself? Yeah, so I uh, I work for the reality TV show. <laughs> well, I work for them usually about three times a week, and I go in for eight hours a day, work, for, work with them and the director and producer. And then um, I also do other editing. I still video edit it for lynda.com occasionally. Um, and I also run a videography service, so I'll shoot videography promotional like videos for local businesses so yeah i do that too so i go out and shoot um for them and then i edit a little video and then they put it up on the web you hate free time if anyone's listening and needs any of those things you you hit her up um in the big i i I, i'll record an intro in the beginning and uh, i always put everyone's information because like I, I I like to talk to people, but like also it's like come on and promote your shit. Like I want people to promote their stuff and cool. like I don't know. You never know what leads to what. Yeah, totally. I'll tell Max to hire you for El Ray. I don't know if he has any oh. power <laughs> at all, but um, I don't even know what El Ray was. He's like it's really large. I was like sure, never heard of it. I know I it kind of vaguely sounds familiar, but I was like I don't know if I know that either. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I have this problem where I like just and it's funny because whenever I listen to Chris Hardwick talk about it, I'm like, yes, you experience it, too. There's someone else on this planet. And the problem is, is like when I sit idle and not do anything, I just kind of get anxious and I feel like I need to be doing something. And and if I sit idle and I'm not working on a video and at this point, it's like I'm usually have like five videos going at once. Yeah, <laughs> if, if I'm great. not like working on something, then I just start to feel like I'm not doing anything with my life. And it's like this horrible, like I slip into this horrible feeling of like, oh, I just, 
I should be working right now. And it's awful. <laughs> well, at least you're putting it into positive stuff and not like drugs and alcohol like yeah. anyone else I've ever yeah. known in my life. <laughs> the- like everybody else in America. <laughs> Though my newest show <laughs> does involve alcohol, which is uh, I'm doing a show with... But you're editing, yeah. so it's fine. I'm doing a show with my friend uh, Brett Eagleston, and uh, we're doing a alcohol drink review show called Let's Drink. <laughs> and so that involves... Oh, that sounds yeah, really that... cool. Yeah, well, craft be- craft beers and cocktails are Totally, yeah. And that's on the um, that's on Laugh Sash TV as well. There's only one out right now where we shamelessly get drunk on holiday beers, but we will be doing more <laughs> soon. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, uh, anything else I missed? Like you want to throw in before we wrap it up? Um, it's almost oh, yeah. time. <laughs> uh, I guess I would just say that uh, my my personal vlog is called Ashes Stash, and that is also on Last Ash TV. And I guess the only other thing is, I wish I could tell you the name of it, but I don't know the name of it yet because we haven't picked it but i'm also starting a podcast with some friends of mine so i will probably yeah i'll probably come to you with questions because we don't know what we're doing oh (laughs) please oh my god like my favorite thing with doing the podcast when i I tell us like all people do you ever need anything to remote come back first off come back anytime because you're someone i could easily talk with and like any questions you have my email and like come back and promote your stuff and like Let's start the uh, digital friendship and like uh, you, whatever you guys need, please. Uh, I love this stuff and I, I just want to help everyone. And it's it's just too much fucking fun. Cool. And if you guys need guests too, let me know. Oh, great. And um, well, thank you. I watched. I was watching your vlog as before we skype. So I was like, I know I've never met you, but like for whatever weird reason, I felt like I knew you before nice. we started talking. It's it makes things much easier. Oh well, thank you so much for doing this. This was a blast. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it.